you are now looking at the view from the marina. Welcome to another episode of View from the Marina, where we explore insightful conversations for the inquisitive, discerning mind. On this episode, we have Fumi Aluko, Union Bank's Head of Customer Experience, in conversation with Tara Fela Durotoye, beauty entrepreneur, lawyer, founder, and CEO of House of Tara. They will be discussing the business of customer experience. Thank you for allowing us speak with you today on the business of, of customer experience. Um, we have a couple of questions. I mean, you've built this brand 23 years plus, about 24 makeup studios, 15,000 representatives. How has it been? I know that um, in, in designing your brand, you carefully curated what you wanted the customer experience to be for House of Tara. Can you talk us through what was the thinking around it then? Because, I mean, back in 19... I think in 98, it wasn't very famous then. What, I'm, what is customer service? What's yes, customer experience? Yes, yes. So how did you arrive at that? Mm -hmm. I, I think, first of all, um, it's, it's born out of uh, how I'm naturally inclined. Mm -hmm. So I'm inclined to serve. Um, and, you know, if you learned anything about, about love language, it's how I show love is service to others. And so I think um, as a business owner, you, you need to think around how your personal values can some of personal values can be imbibed in how your, your service is delivered mm -hmm. so it becomes naturally to, it comes naturally to you and it's not forced and is authentic mm -hmm. so as someone who loved to serve uh, I automatically trans transferred that into my business so as a bridal makeup artist attending to brides when I first started serving my brides was paramount um, I would when I go and attend to a bride um, I, sh I went above and beyond makeup Mm -hmm. And to the extent that I, I brought a bride's wedding gown from London before because she knew I was there. And how did she know I was there? Because I engaged with her. Um, and we found out that there was a crisis and I showed up. I, I've done a bride's hair before because I'll go above and beyond my call to that duty per se. So in transferring that to a business, it became one of our core values as a business. And because it became one of our core values in business, it also shaped how our team were uh, trained. It shaped who we employed um, over time, obviously, you know, we fine tuned that even more and more mm -hmm. to, to begin to assess people by what are the things that come naturally to them. So I always talk about how I have three children, but one in particular will do very well when it comes to customer service. Um, and not because he's trained, but because it comes to him. has a natural inclination to Correct. So if you, if you walk into a space, he's a child that people always remember when people talk to me. They're like, oh, how is so so and so so so? He's the child that gives eye contact, he smiles, his body language says I'm present and I'm listening to you and I want, I want to be engaged. Um, he's the one that would ask questions that make you feel like you are someone that needs to be acknowledged. And these things are personality traits that come with serving customers well. And it's part of the way we train our people at House of Tara. That's excellent. So, so what I get from it is you've done the ABCD above and beyond the call of duty while also profiling your customers, understanding their needs, meeting their expectations, and going beyond that. So that's, that's excellent. I want to quote something that you said a couple of, at an interview you gave um, in, the, in the early years of House of Tara. You said that your major focus was to elevate and standardize the profile of the service delivery industry in the nation. Mm -hmm. So at that time, what gaps existed? And now, 
How has the journey been? After too, 23 years? Too many gaps, too many gaps there. The imitation of going into um, some uh, businesses mm -hmm. and being treated so poorly. Shabbily. Not just by the business owner, who's mm -hmm. also setting an example for the staff, also the to the little things like you go into an eatery and how you're served and when you ask a question how you are responded to i was extremely frustrated by that and i and i felt like if we're going to build our own industry mm -hmm. service and how it's delivered became not just about household ties also became about how we trained people within our makeup schools to say we are here to serve customers we're not just here as makeup artists we're not just here as painters we're doing more than painting your face right we're serving you as a person um things have improved mm -hmm. i think that um of course with i think about the financial services industry in nigeria and it, there was a lot of investment in customer service training mm -hmm. uh, for many years it was yeah. standard yeah. Uh, they did mystery shopping i, I mean I, I was invited a few times by my friends who worked within the financial industry to say oh can you help me to assess so so and so branch right so with that happening and then people who were back in the industry now coming out to become entrepreneurs it will impact their businesses because yes, that's how will. they were trained right uh, so we're going to be seeing that uh, we've seen that as well in improvement uh, today because of social media as well people are being called out yeah so if you treat people badly uh, they will post right global correct and so it also impacts and people threaten you as well so customers mm. will say to you if you don't do this, I will call you out on social media. And that also has deterred people and uh, from behaving as badly. But it's still, it's still a, a, a situation. It's not, as, it's not as good as it should be. Uh, however, I think that there has been improvement uh, considerably. Okay, so I'm going to pick from that comment. You said customers threaten you yes. occasionally. And that if you don't do this, yes. then we will yes. do this on social yes. media. Yes. So... How would you relate that to the statement the customer is always right? Um, so, in terms of uh, threats, the mm -hmm. question for you is: Are you working within the confines? What the service you are delivering? Are you doing mm -hmm. the right thing? Uh, have you cheated anyone? If you haven't, then you should be able to stand up to defend yourself. Uh, that's one. Two. There are really times where people behave very badly, yeah. and they deserve to be called out on social media. Yes. But do I think that the customer is always right? No, I don't think the customer is always right. Uh, when I train my people, the, the team, and, mm -hmm. and, and this is what I say to them, we are, we're a service business. Service is about serving, mm -hmm. and we're here to serve. And however we can, we must do it. We must do it with our body language. We must do it by the smell in the environment. We must do it, do it by what the customer hears, what the customer sees, what the customer mm -hmm. feels, right? Uh, these are the things that we must do. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are times where um, customers have behave very badly okay and we don't it's not a standard practice but we've had occasions where we've had to call out our own customers to say you know what this is not acceptable and i give i tell a story about a, a customer who called a team member and, and one of our values at house of ties not just superior customer service is also care mm -hmm. and care for our internal customers which are the employees of the company and care for our external customers yeah and this lady is a you know customer and and, and a loyal customer at that because she'd been coming over and over again. But every time she comes, she uses swear words, you know, she gets easily irritable and what have you. And we've condoned that. And one time she came and she did call an employee an imbecile. Now, when I got the reports, I said to myself, this 
person, apart from being an employee of House of Cards, is a human being that deserves... So that was a defining moment yes. for you. Okay. A human being that needs to be treated properly. It's, it's, does it even matter what the person did, right? And we did, I wrote a formal letter to the customer. To a say, formal letter? A formal letter, letter-headed paper. I got it delivered by DHL to say, you're no longer allowed to come out of House of Tara. This is the reason why we feel like you've treated our employees badly um, and it's just not acceptable. The customer did apologize, and I think that it was, even if she didn't apologize, apologize, it didn't matter. I was willing to lose that customer, but mm -hmm. to also send a strong message to the House of Tara team that if you behave badly to a customer, you can get fired at House of Tara, but if a customer treats you badly, we can fire that customer too. That's excellent. So I'm going to ask you a very funny question. So did you allow that customer back? No. Yes. Excellent. Yes. So that also was then an aspect of service recovery for you because that Correct. customer will then go on to behave better yes. and also teach other people yes. to behave better Correct. so i want to ask you several questions about house of tara you have three main lines okay um so you have the makeup studio you have the makeup academy and then you have the product lines now specific to the product lines mm -hmm. i understand there was um an interview you granted a couple of years ago where you spoke about the counterfeiting problems. Now, I know with that, when customers buy it on the belief that they are buying an authentic Tara mm -hmm. product, there might have been customer complaints. How did you manage the complaints? Um, it was, you know, I, one of the things that we did around, um, and I think there's a power of social media, mm -hmm. and also having a very strong um, emotional tie to your customers was that during the period where we had counterfeiting, there was a massive campaign mm -hmm. that was organic. Okay. Um, that customers were basically speaking up for the brand and saying they're counterfeiting Tara products. It is wrong for them to be counterfeiting the product. There was a hashtag called I stand with Tara and it was viral. We had celebrities, we had ordinary people. And at some point people were going to stores mm -hmm. and when they go into a store, and this is supermarket and they see this product and it's fake they will take a picture put it up on social media and say this supermarket in bagada this supermarket in akumonjo and 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 yet again calling out those those mm -hmm. store owners so we did have i think the publicity around saying this is the reality trying to discourage people not to buy mm -hmm. anything that was fake uh, that so when people did call to say that this is this is what the reaction that we received mm -hmm. it was minimal Okay. Because people knew that they actually bought fake because there was a lot of talk about, about the fake products in the market. Yes. Um, so it was a few. But even when we did, we, we, you know, we explained to our customers. I, I remember recently having a meeting where, um, where we, we needed to do some exchange for mm -hmm. a customer. And the question was to check whether it is actually the original Tara products. Um, and a team member at House of Tara said, even if it's a fake product. Wow. The brand is at stake and the experience matters. The fact that it was a team, it wasn't something I said. It was somebody else within the team that said, we'll take the product. She, when she was buying it, she thought she was buying Tara. Mm -hmm. And it is Tara because that is what's written on the container. That's fantastic. I was moved because I was seeing someone who was thinking beyond just that whole situation to say no this is our customer we need to keep her we need to retain her that is excellent i mean i'm i'm in awe that's a culture that has defined customer experience beyond customer service mm -hmm. and so that leads me to the next question a lot of times you find people equate customer service 
to customer experience. Mm -hmm. You're an expert in customer experience already. <laughs> what is the difference? Hmm. So this sounds like a, one of those questions that they ask you in one of the questions that they ask you in, in business school, I can't really tell you what, I can't <laughs> define what customer service is and what customer experience is. All I know mm -hmm. is that within House of Tara, we have looked at, we say we sell an experience. Mm. We don't sell makeup. We sell an experience. And if you ask any House of Tara staff, they will tell you this. Yeah, an experience is what we sell. And how do we define what experience is? Is to look at the customer and say, these are the things that a customer who's walking into a house of star store anywhere in Nigeria wants to feel. So this is the body language that you shouldn't have. You shouldn't stand this way. You shouldn't do this with your body when you're speaking to a customer. When a customer walks in, these are the standard things that you must say. Mm -hmm. If you're a manager and you walk into a store, these are the standard things that you must do as a manager. Meaning, if the customer is being served, a manager must walk around Engage the customer to say, I hope everything is okay. Yeah. And that question is uh, that is being asked. You're basically saying we care enough. It's not enough that someone is serving you. Mm -hmm. You want to be 100% sure. After you've left here, we have another set of people who will call. Okay. So we have an entire CSU unit. Mm -hmm. Their responsibility is if you have 1,000 customers that came into the store, we pick randomly and we call. Good afternoon. Um, you were House of Tara Enugu last week. You had a makeover done. I hope you enjoyed your, your time with us. I hope the product was good. I hope, and the customers give feedback. That feedback comes back into the system. They see it. They say, well, this percentage of people were called. This percentage of people said the service was good. This percentage of people were not happy with the service. And this is what we have done about it. So it's not about just coming. CSU unit is not just about coming to tell us what the customer said that was not good. It's mm -hmm. about... The customer said so, so and so 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 i remember a few weeks ago uh -huh. a person a customer bought a foundation uh -huh. the cover of the foundation fell she didn't know where it fell which means that she couldn't cover it yeah and because the liquid foundation it means that the foundation is going to finish now somehow somebody calls from house of tara and she's like hey thank <laughs> you for calling me this is what happened to my foundation Fiction. and they just said to her send us your address and a new foundation was delivered. Wow. Because we know that that foundation is going to just waste, waste away. away. And Lagos is busy. People are busy. By the time she gets back, give us an address. And we sent and delivered to her. These are the little things that we do. And I'm very happy that the, even the human resource department within House of Tara has found mm -hmm. a way to attract the kind of people that make it easy for us to train. Because yes. they've already come from it. So you've infused customer experience into your recruitment and onboarding process. That's it. Wow. I have. I should have a couple of questions. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to indulge me today. <laughs> so in an environment like ours, where businesses frequently take a negative route on no reforms policy, how does House of Tara manage it? Um, so we don't do no reforms. Uh, we don't do. Um, we don't do no. No returns. returns. No returns. No, we do returns. Um, we do returns if, for example, the customer says, "Oh, I bought this uh, foundation. It wasn't the right shade for me." Mm -hmm. um, we would we would refund or we would replace as well. Um, and many of those products, we found a way from a business standpoint mm -hmm. to put it back into the system uh, and bring them out as alternatives for something else yes um because at the end of the day you still have damaged products anyway so how do you put it in your books 
Um, and I think that sometimes when we don't do those, we don't get people back, what you're basically doing is you're cutting off the, that lifeline yes. of that customer relationship. So I've had, I mean, I walked into one of the House of Tara studios a few weeks ago, and a lady said, I'm one of your customers from Okuawo, right? And Okuawo is almost nine years ago that we left Okuawo. Yes. What the lady's basically saying to me is, you've been in my life for the last 10, 12 years. Yes. If we had done something to her, um, where she didn't come back, then this customer could have been our customer for 20 years. She could have been our customer for 25 years, but we've deprived ourselves the opportunity of serving her for 20 years or 25 years or 30 years yeah. simply because of one transaction. Yeah. So it's, it's a short-mindedness. It's a, it's a short-term mindedness. Yes. We're not thinking long-term when we don't do that. Do it. And sometimes it may not even be that one customer. It may be somebody else who hears about, about what it. you've done. Yes. Okay. So I'm going to take you back to a response to give to the question about how you've been able to infuse the customer experience into your recruitment and onboarding. So at Union Bank, that's one of the things that we've tried to do. Uh -huh. we've, we've done it actually a bit successfully. Okay. We've um, looked at our customer experience model and revamped it to center the customer at the heart of our business. Uh -huh. So from onboarding, from identifying the right person to actively recruiting and onboarding customer experience, the customer experience outlook is one of the key, key things. And also in, in emphasizing the customer experience model that we're running, we run, we run a lot of things, we do a lot of things. We run uh, measurements to see, okay, look, um, this customer over the, over the last four years, over the last two transactions that you've had with us, what have we done right and what haven't we done right? We actively ah. send out these surveys and try to determine that. Is that something that House of Tara does regularly? Y yes. Um, so with, I, I think there's, there's some learnings from what you've just said, you okay. know, um, that we can adopt as a, as a business. But from what we currently do, um, it's, it's not as automated. Uh, okay. I guess maybe we can reach some customers. Uh, but it's having a, a CSU unit that actually calls customers. Okay. To say, you know, we see that you actually were attended to in one of our stores in Ibadan or yes. one of our stores in Abuja or in Kano. Um, and we, we wanted to know how you, what you experienced, you know, and they have quite, you know, certain questions that they ask the customer. Yes. And the customer now gives a response. And many times, I think 90 something percent of the time, the responses are positive. Okay. Glowing re reviews, glowing remarks. Uh, but that takes training. That uh -huh. trains attracting, like you said earlier on, attracting the right the talent. talent. Um, in, when we in Okwawo, it's very interesting. I could never forget the first time I fired someone because of bad customer service and then adopted it into the business as a way of churning out, of you know, getting rid of certain characters. characters. And I asked myself, what was the reason why this lady was a fit? And it was because she was moody and had mm. mood swings. Okay. And... Because she had mood swings, it made me realize that some people who are moody and have mood swings, and if you are serving customers, you are interfacing with customers so closely. You, you can't, can't afford. You can't afford. You can't afford to be moody. And it now also shaped. We have what we call the HOT person. Okay. It's a set of uh, twenty characteristics that describes the HOT person. So even when people are resigning, when you do your exit interviews, you constantly hear people say things like. Uh, and you may have seen the words when you were coming into the office yes. earlier on, is that the, I felt like family. I felt like this place was my family. So it's almost like you're 
brought into a tribe of yourself. So okay. if you're one person, chances are you meet other people in the house that are war. Yeah. If you are a family-oriented person, you because of how we employ, okay. how we recruit. So we've identified this thing to say this is what the house of tar person should be. Mm -hmm. And of course we're not we don't always get it right, but I think that the, the HR team have done a good job at getting it maybe ninety eight percent of excellent. the time. That's right. excellent. So in okay, so that is attracting the talent. Yes. Let's speak about your customers now. Mm -hmm. In Union Bank, when we're we're selling products. Mm -hmm. We do targeted sales. So we've segmented our customers uh -huh. and we know what kind of products and services will suit what type of customers. Uh -huh. How do you manage that in House of Tara? Hmm. So we haven't done it in terms of segments per se. We've done it in terms of locations. Okay. So there are certain locations where certain clientele, clients want certain things. So I'll okay. give an example of we have a gold collection. Okay. Um, and... Uh, because the customers in a particular location like the gold collection so much, mm -hmm. we expanded the product offering from one item to three items. Um, and at the end of the day, that location is where they, they, they sell the higher quantity of, those gold, of that gold collection. Okay. But what I would like to adopt is to say, okay, um, these customers, uh -huh. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 15, 20, yeah. generally do services or generally sell, buy this particular product. How can we segment them and serve them based on that? Yeah. It's not something that we've explored yet, but currently we're, still, we're looking at products and looking at locations. So it's really the locations, and I guess in a way, indirectly serving the customers, uh, but not as, not as direct not as... Not as direct, I guess. As, okay, as so I have, I have two questions. Left. Okay, okay so, um, and it goes back to to managing complaints and i want okay. to be very specific here okay. um and i'm just being curious mm -hmm. i come into the house of tara i get my makeup done yes and then i say i don't like it that it's awful mm -hmm. which it isn't but i'm just maybe that's in a mood that that's my perception how would you deal that you start all over again you start all over again in some cases what wow. happens what we train people to do is the minute that happens mm -hmm. somebody else must step in okay so we are trained that if there are three RAs, what we call them retail artists in your space, and this is what the customer says, or if it's not even that the makeup is bad, it's that the customer is upset with this makeup artist. Okay. You, who the customer is upset with, should no longer engage. So you don't upset them further. Correct. Okay. Immediately, somebody else must intervene. Okay. And the person will say, oh, let me help. Okay, I see what you're saying. Let me help. Now, you who was the one who was complained against uh -huh. must not be upset because you are now trained so you don't feel like your your colleague is taking your shine because okay. you've been trained to see that it's an intervention and it's for all our good and it could be the reverse tomorrow yes but you must because it's a perception as well the minute sometimes the second party comes into the situation the customer already feels heard and you saying i understand i see what you're saying yes automatically in a sense, can seem like you're discrediting your colleague, but it's how you're trained. Your, your colleague understands that this is an intervention yes. and it needs to be done. So we clean and start all over again. That's excellent. And in some cases, if the customer doesn't have the time, you refund 
the money. And you refund the money. So that's 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 two things: customer satisfaction and mm -hmm. service recovery. And then it's also a learning intervention. Because I, I like the way you use these terminologies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we are just traders, <laughs> and we just do what we've got to do. But now that you have said, when I listen to the podcast, I'll write it down. The next time somebody interviews me, I'll, I'll use those terms: <laughs> customer intervention, have been customer satisfaction, customer experience, service recovery, <laughs> service recovery. So that's 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 the word. So my final question. Having played in this industry, in this environment, in the service delivery industry, in Nigeria specifically, for so long. And, um, you know, with the changing climes and people now focusing, learning to focus more on their clients mm -hmm. as being the heart of the business rather than I'm doing you a favor, what advice do you have for business owners? Um, the, 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 the investment in customer experience is a long-term is a long-term approach okay to building your business for the long term it's a long-term approach it's a it's not a sprint it's a marathon thank you it's not something that um you may be rewarded for now but in the long term you, you will get the returns you, result, you get the returns um i am one of the reasons why i'm here sitting down here doing this interview is because a House of Tara customer yes. has said, I like the, the approach. Okay. I know there's a thinking behind it. I've been consistently being served by them and I see something and I'm curious for Tara to come on this podcast to share that experience with other entrepreneurs. Okay. That is testament to the work that has been done, but that work didn't start today. It started so, at the inception. Yes. And, it's, and, and we haven't always got it right, but we've always projected as we're willing to be better and there's yes. always a constant uh, we have customer service month mm -hmm. you know we have uh, a customer infusion campaign and customer infusion campaign core value infusion campaign is really when we emphasize on one of our core values as a business okay and in the entire month we're doing activities upon activities across the country trying to remind our team that we are a business here to serve our customers and customers must feel served Care is one of our core values as a business. It has to show in how we treat our customers. The entire month is really about infusing that core values uh -huh. in our people. It's not just through training, it's through um, uh, role play, right? Okay. Role play where you know both of us are having a conversation. This is what has happened before. How do you deal with it? But being consistent. And I would say to entrepreneurs, listen, customer service and customer experience is an investment is what you're basically saying to your customers I care about you enough to train my people to serve you well right and if you make that investment uh -huh. it will speak it will show up eventually it will pay for itself eventually but it's not something that happens instantaneously so be patient uh, to put in the work and the putting in the work is in the training is in the the little things that remind people you know, um, every every week, every two weeks, the CSU department will send out something to remind people, maybe you're hearing a certain complaint consistently. Uh -huh. You send out a quote to say, guys, this is what we stand for. Uh -huh. um, it's an opportunity for us to recover, but also an opportunity for us to retrain our people. So the little things here and there that we need to do, but first of all, it's also about the, the owner of the business being committed to it. Yes. Essentially. Yes. And therefore driving it 
possible down the yes, entire I, I think I think um, I think this has been a great, great, great interview. The learnings that I've taken, that I'm going to see how we can apply, yes. and 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 all of that. But key things that came out: one, the owner of the business must be the chief experience officer, mm. not just the chief executive officer. See, I like all these terms. <laughs> so I'm the chief. I'm experience, the chief experience officer. officer. And so when you define your vision, then you drive it. Mm. But consistency mm. is the key. And it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. So thank you very much, Tara. This was a beautiful session. It was lovely. Lots of learnings, and I'm sure that everyone will have a great time. Thank you. So have a good day. Thank, thank you, you so thank much. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Follow us on Instagram at UnionBankNG and check out the show notes for more information.